What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Beginner Filmmaker Podcast, where we talk about filmmaking and content creation. This podcast is for beginners. My name is Benjamin. I am Talon, filling in for Sam this week. Dude, what a pleasure to have you back on. You know, always a pleasure to be here. Always. Very grand pleasure. I'm so glad it's pleasureful for you. You know, aren't we all just trying to find pleasure in this lonesome, cold world? <laughs> this is gonna be the longest podcast. It's gonna be short, but it's gonna feel like an eternity. So oh, I'm yeah. apologizing. So yeah. buckle up. <laughs> I hope you guys are. <laughs> so Sam got tonsillitis this last week. It was the week before last. Mm-hmm. So that is why um this is the first podcast after a couple of weeks. Um well I was on vacation for the other one. How and your, then how was your vacation? Dude, it was so freaking good. What'd you do? I would go back. We went to Los Angeles, my mm. wife and I, we went to went to that to celebrate our honeymoon slash my, oh wow, celebrate our first anniversary mm. um, slash my 23rd birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Hey, it's it's my birthday. Subscribe to the podcast to give Ben a little birthday present. There you go. That'd be a great birthday present. Leave us a five-star review. <laughs> if this is your first time here, we talk about, obviously we talk about filmmaking just like I introduced, but we also talk about other shiz and and we like to just rant and roast nikon and full-time filmmakers so get ready (laughs) but yeah i mean back to my vacation we went to warner brothers studios which was a treat got to go see some real movie making oh wow like the real thing yeah like friends you know oh yeah the, the you know and friends and then we also saw friends oh the you mean the show that's worse than seinfeld yeah 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 that no the the funniest part was like on we're on like a tour that we paid what like 60 bucks a ticket to go on oh shoot (laughs) which was actually like compared to the other things that you can do in anaheim or burbank or whatever Mm -hmm. that was like the cheapest thing and so we were like okay cool let's let's do it like plus when you're like a film nerd that's gonna be like way fun yeah no it was i mean it was sick and obviously there wasn't just friends but the whole tour i mean every single tour guide was like and this is where friends did this okay and then we're gonna go to the friends fountain over here i'm over here like what and there's this like one girl that's just like oh my gosh she's like ah. we go into like they have they have the set of the coffee shop i don't even know oh from it's. friends yeah from friends that's crazy <laughs> with like the oversized mugs yeah Oh, again. From Friends. Yeah, the overs- yeah, yeah. The classic Friends, dude. Yeah. Those oversized mugs. Yeah, they even took us where the, the laugh track was recorded. And I mean, like, that that was the, oh, the that'd be lead weird, character actually. in that show. So <laughs> they had more lines than anyone. You see those YouTube videos where it's like Friends clips and they take out the laugh track? It's like the super long <laughs> yeah, pauses. Yeah. Incredible. So funny. They're just like staring at each other. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the title of it like I removed the the laugh track so that people could see how unfunny oh, yeah. the show is? <laughs> my favorite my favorite laugh track sound is the I'm gonna try to do it, but it's the guy in the background and he's usually like panned a little right, more back and then <laughs> it's like it's like an ascending it's an ascending laugh and it's my yeah. favorite because it's all it's all the same sound clips they're using, but like mm-hmm. that's my favorite generics laugh track laugh i'm glad you have uh have a list i need friends <laughs> do you have a top five um <laughs> okay this isn't a laugh track 
but like it's it's like the um I was watching iCarly with some friends the other day mm-hmm. and like something like flirty happened. And it's Wait, like with the, your friends? Ooh. A couple friends. <laughs> it's something um, flirty. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. And like, there's like the, um, there's like the, ooh, but then there's, I think it's the same guy. He's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's like a, oh, but it's more like surprise and like, ooh, ooh. that guy. Yeah. 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 I want to meet that guy. No, I like that. He sounds like a cool guy. Probably wears a bucket hat. I bet, I bet he's got like, um, I bet he's got some like cool hobbies. I bet he looks to like getting home from work at the end of the day to see his dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I, he, hope he, I hope he's having a good day. I hope he's having a good day. Yeah. If you hope he's having a good day, subscribe to the podcast. Smash like. <laughs> Smash that like button. It's not even. Dude, I, I actually, on. I've been considering making uh, an Instagram account for the podcast. You I should. think it might be worthy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we need some, we need some more episodes yeah, we before could, we do Get that. some more episodes in there. Yes. But... Other, I mean, other than friends, we did see some cool stuff like the DC comics and um, Gilmore Girls. Oh, oh, so yeah. no, my, my wife is a diehard Gilmore Girls fan. So we get there. I kid you not. She cried when we went to Lorelai's house. Like, and I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. I've seen this show. Like, so, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see all this stuff. And it's cool how they trick you because like a lot of the houses in the show are actually offices for oh. like the for Warner Brothers. Oh, so like oh, people work in those offices. And then if people ever need like an office for set, they mm-hmm. go and work there. Uh, otherwise, the outside of the office is just a home that can be used as an exterior. Oh, weird. Yeah. So like a so lot of their interior shots are shot like on a stage or somewhere else. But the exterior shot there. And so like, yeah, so like Lorelai's house, they actually shot a lot of the interiors at a completely different house down the street, Mm -hmm. but the exterior is, is there. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's crazy how, how filmmaking works. And then, yeah, they even have like, they have an entire forest like that's used as a jungle set for Jurassic Park, Oh wow! which was rad. Um, How, how big was like their lot? Oh, it was huge, massive, huge. I mean, they have. Oh, I think they have 40 stages or 60 sound stages. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, like each one of those is what half a football field. Yeah, like they're huge. Yeah, they're massive. And then there's one that's even bigger. That's the size of a football field. Oh, my gosh. And so and that one, I can't I think it's Christopher Nolan. He likes to use that one. So like Inception was filmed in that sound stage, mm-hmm. And it's a soundstage that has the Warner Brothers logo on it. And so, like, it's the biggest one on the lot. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they have they have a gas station there, a car wash. They've got um, restaurants, uh, their own Starbucks. Wild, yeah, wild, right? And I'm just like, what a treat it would be to work there. Oh yeah, (laughs) like that's crazy. Well, what was cool is that a lot of the tour guides are like people that are in film school, like film students. Oh, cool. And so they're just there, like, getting their hourly pay, and then. Every once in a while, they'll work on a set, mm-hmm. you know, networking. Yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, that's actually, that's freaking sick. That's so, and like, they were saying, like, sometimes it's really cool. You run into directors. So like Taika Waititi, Waititi, which is like one of my favorite directors right now. Mm-hmm. He, he was currently on set. We oh, never wow. saw him, but he was there he working was there, on a though. new pirate show that they're coming out with in like a year. That's wild. Yeah. It was so sick. That's and so sick. 
Yeah. Other than that, we went to a Dodgers game with the Santa Monica. Oh, sorry. And, I mean, as far as anything that relates to the podcast, like Warner Brothers was 10 out of 10. It was totally worth mm-hmm. the 60 bucks and then the $80 of uh, tourist gifts that we got there <laughs> in the gift shop. I am currently wearing a Warner Brothers hat. It's a good looking hat. It's a good looking hat. I can, I can vouch for the hat. <laughs> Top See, this, is, hat. this is why we need an Instagram so I can take a picture of the hat and be like, look at this freaking hat. I bought. Fresh hat. This look yes. at my my fresh cap, you know. Why do we call them hats? Like we should we call caps? Call them cops. Oi, mate, you got a cap I can bum. Oi, mate, you got a ciggy I can bum. <laughs> All right. So what you came here for? <laughs> the title of this episode. <laughs> that was your introduction. The title of this episode is filmmaking for smartphones or smartphone filmmaking. I I it's a working title. Um. But basically, what I what we want to go over in this episode is to kind of talk about what the capabilities are with your smartphone. Like something that fits in your pocket, can it achieve the same capabilities as a full cinema rig or as a Sony A7S III, just a spitball out there, or a Nikon D750? You know, like can can we? achieve that with such a micro sensor inside of your smartphone great question tis a fantastic question and hopefully we can answer that today (laughs) hopefully (laughs) before i get to that i i just i do want to mention like sam is fantastic he got um um give your your high fives and your love out to sam he got tonsil tonsillectomy last week he, yes. Yes. Some 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 kind of surgery. He got his tonsils out, and then he got some work done to open up his breathing ways in his nose. So Sam cannot talk. Yes. <laughs> that is why he is not here on the podcast. We hope to see him very soon, but please send him your love mm. um, and let him know that you're thinking about him if, mm. if you care. Mm. Absolutely. Anyway, so... Talon, did you know that there are actually many feature films that have been in a Cinemark theater that were shot on a smartphone? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I actually know that. There's been like at least five. There's mm-hmm. one that I can recall immediately, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And while I sneakily pull up a list on Google. <laughs> <laughs> can So like, can you tell that like... Like maybe not like tell their like a, a cell phone, but can you tell like oh this this camera looks different? Yeah. So yeah. with every any video that's shot on a smartphone, right? There's gonna be subtle differences, mostly because you if you can if you're listening to a podcast on your phone, if you flip it around right now and look at the backside mm. and you look at the lens, how how small of a sensor do you think could fit in that mother trucker? Uh, very small. Yeah, because you gotta t-tone. think like like that's the lens you're looking at. That that's not the actual sensor. Mm-hmm. Like, and so inside of that is a very micro sensor, depending on which lens you're looking at. If you're on an iPhone, um, and then Google Pixel, you know, it might be a little bit bigger. But they claim that like so. I currently I'm killing it with the iPhone eight plus right now. Okay, and then Talon's killing it with the iPhone twelve Pro, which we're gonna get into. <laughs> how we used that um but um i mean on the eight plus you got 12 megapixel photos 
-hmm. and then you've got 4K at 60 frames per second and 1080 up to 240 frames per second. Like that is wild. A lot of expensive cameras can't do that. Mm -hmm. Like an A7S Mark II can't do those specs. An A7 III can't do those specs, you know, or just to mention another brand, like a handful of Canons can't do that. And Nikon can't do that. (laughs) So (laughs) Fuji can though. Fuji can. Their Fuji X-T4 can totally do that. Now, Sony can do 4K60. In fact, they can do 4K 120, but only if you spend four grand to six grand. In fact, they can do 8K if you spend six grand. So, um, I mean, the if we mention full-time filmmaker for five minutes in in a positive fashion, actually, Mm -hmm. we talk about them for a second and say they've actually come out with a lot of videos that tell you like what the capabilities are of smartphones. In fact, they put up like five different smartphones mm-hmm. on on this really cool rig actually and went and filmed like um, all different kinds of situations with those different smartphones. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was really cool, the results, but obviously you could tell it was a smartphone, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so like, Tom, when you got your 12 Pro, like mm-hmm. what, what was your first reaction to like the camera capabilities? I mean, photo or video. Yeah. Um, I was, I was impressed. Um, I, the, the thing that like kind of really struck out or the thing that, you know, really impressed me was kind of how, um, how crisp everything looked, how much like light it was getting. Mm-hmm. Um, the phone I had before it was a iPhone 10 R, um, which didn't, didn't have the best camera, but it worked. Um, but yeah, like I could really tell a difference with just like, um, I, like I, I don't know how to put it because I'm not a very technical camera person, but it just seemed like more crisp. I was getting more light. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't know. It just seemed like, um, I don't know. It just seemed miles better from what I what yeah. I was getting. Yeah, like compared to a DSLR or something like that, though. What, like, what what do you think in that fashion? Yeah, like lower end ones, like a. I like the first camera I ever kind of really like played with it just like a little Canon T3i. Heck yeah. And honestly, I, I would like if I was starting now, I feel like I would just stick to my phone. Yeah. Just cuz it's more portable. Um I feel like you can get similar things using like third-party apps. You can even like rack focus, you can kind of do more technical things. Mm-hmm. Um and just the portability of it's like very um very convenient. Um I feel comfortable like like filming underwater even or like throwing my phone to like True. get shots or things yeah. like that than I would like a DSLR. So I think those very lower end ones, I would rather shoot with that. Yeah. But then there, it's just really hard to imitate like a high quality DSLR or maybe not even high quality, but like mid range even like mm-hmm. a, like a Sony a series or um, there's just, I don't know. It's um, Yeah. Yeah. Cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Good job relating it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so we made a video, what, six months ago? Longer than that. Really? Yeah. It was like 10 months ago. That was a while ago. I'm going to check. You talk, I'll check. Um, we made this video that was a, a Lumix G7 versus the iPhone 12 Pro. And the basically the specs of it, the Lumix G7 is a 4K capable 
Micro Four Thirds camera. So a Micro Four Thirds sensor is actually pretty tiny, like a centimeter, centimeter across and like three quarters of a centimeter tall. It's really very small sensor. Um, but I mean, it's 30 to 40 times bigger than an iPhone sensor. And so obviously it's going to be gathering a lot more information, a lot more light, even though both cameras are shooting the same, which was 4K at 24 frames per second. So we we went out and kind of tested this. We took the Lumix G7 and we then took the iPhone 12 Pro and and slapped it on the Filmic Pro app, which we'll kind of get into this for a second. But like there's different applications that can give you capabilities such as like what Talon mentioned. You can do rack focusing. You can do um, you can adjust your shutter speed, your ISO, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so that then the capability of your eye, your smartphone then becomes very similar or capable to a, a cinema or mirrorless DSLR. Mm-hmm. So cinema, mirrorless, or DSLR. Mm. A mirrorless DSLR does not make sense. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you... Uh, we we compared those and honestly, like you look at the two images and and if you're really paying attention to the details, you can pick out where the iPhone is. Mm-hmm. But if you're not paying attention, like it's, I mean, if you're looking at the center of the screen, you're paying attention to the focus of it. There's not really too much of a difference, honestly, between between those two cameras. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about like one camera that was released seven years ago. And one that was fresh, brand new out of the box, mm-hmm. you know, and and it was actually interesting. Um, the comments say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that video has got like 8000 views and um, it's got like 49 dislikes and like 160 <laughs> likes or something. And and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, honestly, like I, I would agree with those 49 dislikes mostly because I don't think that I compared it fairly i kind of want to do the video again mm-hmm. but i would love to compare it to like my black magic yeah or something like that like that i know is going to be better mm-hmm. so that then you can actually see the difference between the two mm-hmm. definitely but definitely so how long ago was the vid oh yeah it was it was um the video was published december 2nd really yeah so wow. we probably filmed that like late november eight months ago yeah oh my gosh time time flies in here and stuff you know because that that was like the early days of my youtube channel yeah it was one yeah. of the first videos i think i i'm gonna be celebrating my one year on youtube uh in october <laughs> yeah. yeah hopefully we're 200 subscribers when we hit that maybe a little bit more you're on the way um you are on currently the way. two subscribers away so hey if you're listening to this go subscribe to ben gleason media on youtube ben gleason media get them over that 200 get them mm. over that 200 mm. <laughs> Get us over that two million. Oh. Um, but I mean, uh, I I mentioned to Talon before, like the um, the stabilization on the iPhone. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. You don't even need a gimbal. Yeah. No, I think I think that's like one of the cool things with um, that Apple's doing is they're they're making a lot with a little, mm-hmm. and they're really um, like the software. It's like incredible, really, for like the quality you're getting from such a small lens and such yeah. a small sensor. Um, it's like the, the computational photography and like videography is very cool. And it's, it'll be interesting to see how like 
come to other cameras. I feel like that might be a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think that's it's just it's just kind of cool engineering, like how yeah. much you're getting from such a small device that like isn't made to be a camera too. Yeah. No, and I think that's so like because you got you got to take into account. One of the reasons that we we compared it to the Lumix G7 is because they are similar in price. Mm-hmm. When you account for the body of the camera, the mm-hmm. lens, and then I had an adapter on there as well. So yes. then they were equal in price. I had a Sigma 18 to 35 on it. And like, so you, you have a $1,200 phone and then a $1,200 camera setup. Mm-hmm. And you got to take into account the fact that, hey, this this camera that's in your hands that fits in your pocket can also search the web, comment on Instagram and listen to awesome podcasts and leave five-star reviews on them. Mm. So <laughs> like that was something that you really had to take into account. And like, so everyone's always talking about with smartphones and things like that, like convenience and accessibility is number one when it comes to smartphone, videography, photography, content creation, you know, it's mm-hmm. so easy. Like you get you get an idea for a TikTok or a reel or something like that. It's not like, okay, let me go get my camera set up and then we'll make a shot list and a storyboard and a script and then we'll go shoot it next week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more along the lines of, heck yeah, let me pull that out of my pocket and capture it right now. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I think it's important too to like know how to use it and how to film with it. Because um, like if, I mean, I've never shot with a black magic it's been years since I've shot with like a nicer camera. Um, if, if, if I had that right now, it would look like garbage <laughs> just because I don't know how to work it. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the same where um, there's, there's things you can do to like, I mean, you obviously won't get to that same level of quality, but like the way you frame the shot, the um, using like a third party app, like playing around with your settings, um, like playing with rack focus. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think what a lot of people don't realize is that, certain apps and it's like why android cameras look trash all the time is because the apps need to build out um they need to like build out their capability yeah they need to like build out the camera in there yeah so the reason that like apple cameras look great on apps is because there's only like one ios there's only one apple software Mm. there's only one kind of apple phone so there's very small amount every year so when those apps are building out their programs, I'm sorry, this is so boring. Oh, when no, they're when they're building <laughs> out interested. their applications, um, the code they're writing is like made for that camera. Mm-hmm. But with like Android phones, if you go and you're using like the stock app, the stock camera app on like an Android phone, it looks awesome. Like those cameras are great. But the minute you go into Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or anything, because there's so many different kinds of Android phones. They're just doing like a generic kind of Android camera. So you're not getting the full capabilities of that camera. Interesting. I forget what tangent this went on. But when you understand how to use your phone camera, there's a lot of things that you can do to make it look nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anywho, just, well, uh, yeah. yeah. I've never thought about that. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. I mean, Instagram is kind of optimized for iPhone. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. Right. Huh. Just fascinating. What I really liked is in our last episode with Kent, um, he mentioned like invest time into learning your gear. Yes. And how to use it rather than in- investing into your mm-hmm. like new gear, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, like, yeah, same rule applies here. Like learn your camera, mm-hmm. learn how to use it. 
So I think that brings up a good question, Tom. Like, mm-hmm. do you think that an iPhone is, or iPhone, smartphone, whatever, is a good option for a beginner filmmaker? Yes, absolutely. Why? Um, because I think the most important things when you're learn, most important things you're learning starting out, I think aren't specific to a camera, if that makes sense. Like a lot of it's like framing, lighting, mm. um, like, you know, directing, like placing your people, like um, audio, like these things that really doesn't matter the camera you have until then you get into like the very specifics and you realize, oh, different cameras can do different things and can enhance these things. Yeah. It's it's like one of those things where like, uh, um, like I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I know music analogy is better. It's like the difference between like a fifty dollars beginner guitar you get off KSL, yeah, um, Facebook Marketplace, mm. um, you know, second hand versus like a like a fifty guitar versus like a five hundred dollar guitar. The like sound quality, the quality just in general is gonna be so different. Yeah, and then like a five hundred to thousand dollar guitar, it's still gonna be pretty big. But then when you get up to like the fifteen thousand dollar guitars and like the 30,000, like you, there's barely a difference. Yeah. There's like, it's just one of those things where I think the higher you go and like the more you go in depth, that kind of, that you're paying a lot to get a little more of an edge, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I feel like in those beginning stages, the most important things are going to make the biggest difference. Yeah. So I think, I think it's a great starter phone. And like, you know, I kind of like that it's not normal because you can like throw it, you can like do these different things with it. Um, it's, I don't know. I think it's just a good way. And plus like, I mean, kids already have them, you know, yeah. like, it's, it's not something they need to like put money into, even if it is like a really crappy, like phone camera, you yeah. know? like a little iPhone four or something. Like at least you have a camera. You put yours on your car, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had an Amazon gift card and I got a little suction cup thingamajig. And yeah, I, I put it on my car. <laughs> I got an otter box for it. But yeah, like it was cool. Um, we got some cool stuff with it because like it was this phone. I mean, I feel, I still felt like nervous about it. Mm-hmm. But, like because like it was lighter. Um, I had it very secure in there. Like we, we, we got some cool shots with it. Um, just like messing around. And I think that's why I kind of like it too. Is it's you can like test things out and then you're like, oh, that was cool. Now how do we do that with like a better setup? Yeah. You know, it's like like a good way to kind of just like plot out your ideas. You know, it's like, it's like your notepad. So do you think like a smartphone is easy to grow out of? Like how quickly do you think a beginner filmmaker would grow out of using a smartphone? That's a good question. Um, see, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a beginner filmmaker. Yeah. I don't even call myself a filmmaker. <laughs> I'm a beginner camera user. Yeah. Um, and there's, I don't know. It's it. It just feels like it. It should be a tool in your tool belt. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you'll probably not use it a lot when you're like doing big productions, but like I, I do a lot of like content creation. That's what I do for work. Um, and like a lot of the time, just like phone cameras are kind of the um the preference because there's just kind of this more natural feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel so like high production. And then when sometimes the people you're trying to connect with, you just want that very natural raw um connection. So I think it should just be like a tool in your tool belt constantly. Yeah. Um, even if you're just using it as like a mic on set or I don't know, I think just understanding the tool and realizing that it doesn't have to be one thing can be used to your advantage. Yeah. No, I love that. One of my favorite comments on that YouTube video we made 
was one that said buy both. Mm. <laughs> like mm. you should have both. And I was like, oh shoot. I was like, this guy's speaking some truth. Totally pinned that comment up top. Atta boy. Um, because yeah, just like Talon said, like it is a tool. It's a tool in your tool belt. And like, I mean, as a like, if you're filming a an action film or something like that, crash cam, bam, yep. use your iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't afford to use the Ari Alexa Mini as a crash cam. Like, <laughs> go ahead, use your iPhone. <laughs> yes. Um, the, um, there's this new camera out, the um, Red Komodo. Mm-hmm. It's made to be a crash cam. Oh. Wow. But now people are using it as a main camera, mm-hmm. and like basically what I mean by crash cam is. It, it's meant to be in like crash scenes. It's meant to be broken, <laughs> like to withstand being dropped, kicked, uh, and you know use. things like that. Um, which the Ari Alexa Mini was originally made for that purpose. That's oh, why right. it's so small. Mm-hmm. But then people were like, "Fetch the camera quality, and this is amazing. I'm going to use it as my A cam, like <laughs> instead of a crash cam." Um, which is really interesting. And so like. Like, if you're a smaller budget and you're like, shoot, we want to film this crash scene, like, mm-hmm. use an iPhone, use a smartphone, whatever. Probably a Samsung, but. Yeah. Well, even if you're, like, I don't know, there's, I don't know, it's just, like, the same, like, something's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you're, like, in a rut and you're like, oh, I don't want to get all my gear out, I don't want to, like, do this, just, like, start just making random stuff, you know, mm-hmm. random little videos, like, get out of your rut. Yeah. No, and I, like. <laughs> I, I agree with you 100% with what you said. Like, I do think that a smartphone... Mm, <laughs> I do think that a smartphone is perfect for a beginner filmmaker, especially for somebody who's like, Daddy, 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 can I buy a... Can you buy me this or whatever? He's like, no, you're getting a smartphone instead. <laughs> like, like, instead of being disappointed... Disappointed. Disapp- <laughs> instead of being that... Um, pull out your phone out of your pocket like and and just like Tom said use learn framing learn lighting learn audio and learn how to use it mm-hmm. use it well and not only do I agree with what you said Tom but four other very good movies in fact let's do five Scream Rat even has one with ten oh shoot Dude, twelve Freaking, let's do the five, just to keep things short. Yes. But there there have been multiple mm. cinema full-length films shot on a smartphone. Mm-hmm. The one that came to mind first was Unsane, which is a horror film. And it was directed by Steven Soderbergh, which okay. is, he's kind of an enthusiast for the future of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And he believes that the future of filmmaking is through smartphones. Mm-hmm. He thinks that mobile devices are going to become the number one use for for filmmaking. Wild. What, right? Yeah. Like, so let me give you some context before we dive into this movie for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. It was shot on an iPhone 7 Plus. Keep in mind that this was shot in February of 2018. It was released in February of 2018. Mm-hmm. So the iPhone 8 Plus has already come out. This was shot before that came out. I actually mm-hmm. think that they... They shot it like a month before the 8 Plus was announced. Oh, wow. And so they were like, dang it. <laughs> so, but I mean, the 7 Plus had 4K, mm-hmm. 4K, 24 frames per second. It's all you need, mm-hmm. you know? And granted, it was a smaller sensor. Um, mm-hmm. They did use the Filmic Pro app, 
So they had a third-party app that they used to pull focus, to set lighting, to put settings, whatever they needed to, right? Mm -hmm. Also keep in mind that this was their budget, I believe, was about like eight. I got to pull up IMDb just to make sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's in the thousands. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Like, isn't that wild? That is crazy. Which is basically like, oh, we paid our crew, we paid our actors, paid our location, mm-hmm. and that's it. You that's know? insane. But I, I do vaguely remember them having a $40,000 sound kit. Gotcha. So let me let me actually get this correct mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was wrong. It was $1.5 million. Okay. Still, so, though. That's like... Still, though. Not that yeah. much. I mean, opening weekend, they tripled their money. Oh my god! And then their total gross worldwide was fifteen million, just under fifteen million. Okay, so this movie was, like I said, shot on iPhone Seven Plus. It was also using the Moment smartphone lenses. Oh, so these these lenses they actually have a ton of different options now, where they they give you anamorphic lenses. But at the time, these were just like normal lenses. They had a wide angle, a telephoto, and a, a a normal. Like mm-hmm. a, yeah. a 50 mil, basically. Yes. And they used those lenses and they shot in 4K and they shot in Filmic Pro Log. So it gives mm-hmm. you the opportunity to film in log, which helps you color grade better in post. Mm-hmm. So they took advantage of all their options, right, mm-hmm. to make this film. And I'm going to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw the trailer, did not think it was shot on an iPhone. Crazy. Like I couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it was mentioned to me, like <laughs> shot on iPhone at the end, but as soon as it was mentioned to me, then I was able to be like, oh, that's why this and this and this, mm-hmm. you know, because like there were moments where I was like, that looks interesting. Like, I'm not used to that. That's mm-hmm. different. And like my filmmaker brain notices that. And in fact, even non-filmmakers, just movie watchers, normal non-filmmakers you know mm-hmm. they you're gonna notice that mm-hmm. and that's why we shoot in in <clears throat> certain frame rates as filmmakers is because if we shoot in 60 frames per second and we export in 60 frames per second and show it in that frames per second mm-hmm. watchers are gonna notice they're gonna be like why does this look so weird mm-hmm. like the hobbit yeah yeah the same situation they shot in 40 frames per second mm-hmm. and everybody was like why does this look so weird Mm-hmm. And it's because you you can see every frame mm-hmm. because it's shot in 40 frames per second. And so that looks so weird to our eyes because we're used to motion blur mm-hmm. because our eyes give motion blur. And so like that it's the same situation in this is because it's shot on an iPhone. There's little things that you can tell mm-hmm. where like the depth of field isn't as deep. Um, the. Uh, uh, the lighting isn't as uh, uh, soft of a transition. Mm-hmm. Like, and then you can go into more nitty gritty stuff mm-hmm. as a filmmaker, but like as a normal viewer, that's what like you're going to notice mm-hmm. right off. And that's why it looks different, but you really can't put your finger on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean like that whole movie shot for 1.5 million. Obviously they could have shot it for less, but they had a $40,000 sound kit and they had a really big crew and a big location and Mm -hmm. lots of time. (laughs) Um, There was another one called Tangerine, which I haven't seen, so I'm not really going to comment on it. Mm -hmm. And then searching for Sugar Man, which again, I haven't seen, but. I know we're adding them to the list to watch. 
<laughs> exactly. Like I definitely need to. And then night fishing is another one. Um, but again, all of these, they, they just use the tools that are in their hands. So they're using external lenses. They're using um, Filmic Pro or mm. even Moment has a new app out, which I was I wish we would have used this with the 12 Pro. Mm -hmm. But Moment gives the option of using log profiles, like even better ones. Mm -hmm. So then you can color grade better in post. Oh, um, and honestly, it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there there are a lot. And I think that mostly horror is what takes advantage of it, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I wonder why that is. But... Like, I think it's mostly just because you're able to play with lighting a lot more mm -hmm. and you're able to play with weird looking vibes. Yeah. So definitely. like, look at this freeze frame from Unsane. Okay. Mm -hmm. Would you say that was shot in an iPhone 7 Plus? Yeah, no, not at all. No, that's a freaking still frame from an iPhone 7 freaking Plus. Like, yeah, that's insane. Oh <laughs> Dude, gosh. that's insane, bro. <laughs> I'm out. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> I honestly would be really interested in... Oh, dude, even this one. What the freak? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Like that does it, not look like it was shot on a smartphone. For real, it looks so crisp. That blows my mind. Even this is an action film shot on a smartphone. Like Crazy. Are you kidding me? That just blows my mind. The, the things that people can do with something that fits in your pocket. Oh, yeah. But... So you're going to go buy some moment lenses and make a film? Oh, of course. <laughs> We're out here. <laughs> I actually like when I get some more money, I, I think I'm going to buy the moment lenses and mm -hmm. give them a try. No, I, I would love to play around with them. I've heard they're sick. Yeah. But they're super sick. Oh, they'd be freaking rad. You got any other comments? Um, cheese days No, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. This I'm was a good conversation. Good Thank, a you good conversation. Thank you for oh, having dude. me back. Always welcome. Always mm -hmm. welcome on the podcast. We love having you. Thank you. Friend of the show. <laughs> Thanks for conversing with me. Of course. Thank you, listeners, for listening. We we love talking. I love talking. I talk too much. <laughs> you know I talk too much. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We I enjoyed every second. I hope you did too, Talon. Oh, of course. <laughs> we... Uh, if you have a second, feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and if you enjoyed the episode and leave us a comment on there about what you want to hear next. You know, what episodes are you looking for? What are you trying to learn or understand? Maybe we can provide it for you. We would love it. Also, you can reach out to me or Sam. Heck, you can reach out to Talon on Instagram and ask us questions about filmmaking. And again, give us suggestions about what you want to hear on the podcast. And if you want to hop over to our website, Spengleason Media forward slash podcast, you can ask questions through the forum there. Or you can just check out our wonderful work, wonderful websites and see what we're up to. We just finished filming a short film, in fact, that is going to be coming out in late September. So excited to be putting that out. It's going to be fantastic. Had a collaboration with some students and we're probably going to be talking about that once the time of release comes a little bit closer. We'll bring Mallory on. She was the director of that. I was the DP. So we'll bring her on and we'll kind of converse about that a little bit. But yeah, I hope you're inspired to pull out your phone 
and start making some awesome stuff. Even if it's just a 10 second footage of, of the sunset. Heck yeah, go for it. Play around with it. Maybe it's a TikTok. Mm. Maybe, you know, it's a reel. Mm. Maybe it's a, a skeleton video with some really sick music in the background. Mm. But you know, either way, it's it's nerf or nothing. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.